Welcome to Costume Party, the pop culture podcast chatting style on screen. I'm Lydia. I'm Hattie. And we're your unqualified yet enthusiastic hosts tearing the style of film and TV past and present to threads. Just a heads up party people, there might be some spoilers so we recommend watching ahead. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to the Costume Party Podcast. This is exciting, we made it to episode two. Who'd have thought? <laughs> this this feels like a milestone, actually. It does, it is. All the all the small wins, you know. Yeah, two. I feel like once you get past the pilot, that's when it's you're real. really making a podcast. <laughs> We're actually doing it. We're not just talking to each other anymore, We're not just on the phone. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, thanks. I've been watching a few different things this week. Yeah, good. Shall we start with, before we get into this week's episode focus, what, a bit of what we've been watching? I think that's a good shout. Hit me. So I've been watching, the main thing for me at the moment, which I've been watching, because it's very good for the commute, is Call My Agent. Ah, so good. Yeah, which I've been loving, actually, because obviously there was so much hype mm-hmm. hype around it. I just thought I'm just gonna have to I'm just gonna have to give it a go. And I'm glad I did, actually. It's just perfect for the commute, really, because it's got subtitles because it's so loud on the tube <laughs> that even if something was in English, I would have to use subtitles anyway. You can tell you've just moved to London. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, God, this bloody racket. Can someone turn that down? So what is it actually about? Because I've only watched a few episodes, like, a while ago, and I keep meaning to go back mm. to it. But would you say it's a comedy? Because I, from what I know, and, like, from speaking to French friends about it, it's very kind of satirical about the industry there, and mm. there are kind of cameos from actual celebrities, but they're all sort of, from what I can gather, taking the piss out of themselves. But I'm not... Mm totally sure of what it actually is (laughs) so basically it's about an agency which represents loads of really big names in acting so they do have quite a few cameos from actors which i find funny equally i understand that i don't understand all the nuances because i'm not french i'm not fully immersed in the culture i mean my french gcse can only get me so far (laughs) But it is it is really funny. I'd say it's quite it is satirical about the mm. industry. Equally, I've heard that it's quite representative. It's quite a good representation yeah. of what it's like working in a media agency. Fair. Maybe I'll go back to it then and give it another. another yeah. Another... I think you should. Any other wrecks of the week? Yes. So another one I've been watching which isn't going to make me sound so cool, but I have been watching The Great British Showing Bee. We love that. We love the wholesome yeah. content here, you know? It, it is. It's proper wholesome content. That is what I would call it. It's It's got the feel of Bake Off. Mm. Obviously, it's you can probably tell from the title if no one's watched it. It's pretty much the exact same thing. Yes, yeah, similar format, right? Like... They sew yeah. each week and, I don't know, someone, like, wins. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> star sewer um no there, there is like a best sew of the week i can't Cute. remember what they call it um they've got three challenges including a technical and a signature one thing that i really like about it is actually the second challenge you they rework mm. a pre-existing pre-existing item of clothing oh that's fun so that's quite interesting it's very sustainable we love a sustainable queen <laughs> We do. We love a sustainable show. Um, but I just think it's great. I mean, it is Bake Off's like lesser known, less glam sister. Mm. But I can relate to that. And I just think... <laughs> I just think it's great viewing. And for someone who loves fashion, I think it's great. Yeah. I will say you're going to learn more about the structure of a garment and how to sew than you are about style and how to be a cool girl on Insta. Fair. Because... Not all of the sews are, let's say, that aesthetically pleasing. I just can't imagine who would wear some of them. And some of those still win. I'm not going to name any names because everyone on there seems really lovely. Again, it is a very nice vibe. Everyone seems to really get on all the contestants like on Bake Off. So I think it's just it's a nice thing to watch at the moment, you know? It makes me feel, I mean, I've not watched it, but <laughs> for what you said... <laughs> like Sunday afternoon cup of tea kind of vibe like that's oh what yeah watching you know yeah you just want to get a chocolate biscuit and pop it on that's <laughs> that's the vibe love that anything mm. else yeah the actually the third installment of to all the boys I've lived before I watched last night finally seen any of I know it's cheesy and it's a teen rom-com but I, I think it's really well done. I think it's really well produced. I think stylistically, it's stunning. I think they've shot it really well, edited, edited it really well. Do you know what? I think the acting's good. It's got John Corbett in. So I just think it's got everything going for it. I've, I've not got any shame watching it, that's all I'll say. No, you do you, boo. Don't have any mm. shame in what you want to watch. I'm about to yeah. give my recommendations, <laughs> and honey, they're worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> I love reality tv and i'm not you know i think it's great so my <laughs> first is that i have been re-watching real housewives of beverly hills nice. maybe the best classic. In the franchise mm, well it's up there for me anyway of the ones that i have watched um mm. so basically the next season i think we're on like season 11 in beverly hills starts next week so i guess by the time this airs I'll be a few apps in. But I'm just, you know, trying to get ahead prep for that return by going back and watching some old classic episodes. Seasons one and two were so good. Netflix has seasons one to four now, but I've been watching it on Hey You um, mm. on as like a prime tag along because I watch <laughs> oh, reality <laughs> TV. So... <laughs> I actually, I was going to say, so I pay for the subscription for Hey You, but actually my boyfriend pays for it, so. <laughs> well, he's got to be useful for something, hasn't he? <laughs> so, yeah, that's sort of like what I've been mainly re-watching. And I'm re-watching a bit of Sex in the City, just as like a fun 20 minutes, you know, put it on so much that mm. I've forgotten. Or that I think I've forgotten and then I watch the episode and it all comes flooding back to me. <laughs> so loving that and listening to sentimental in the city on the sentimental garbage podcast alongside which is so good if you're a sex in the city fan i've only listened to the first episode so far because i'm trying to listen kind of like in tandem to where i am 
rewatching. And the first episode is about the first series. So that's been really great. And I also have just finished Flight Attendant, which is on Sky and Now TV, which was so good. So Kaylee Cuoco stars in it. And I don't, I think she was one of the producers. Maybe. That's the thing. I can't remember whether she produces it. I know that her company bought the rights to the book mm. because apparently she just loved the book so much when she read it. She was like, I want to play this character and I can't trust that someone else is going to put me in the lead. So she that. bought it and cast herself. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I do. That makes me like the show even more because I mm. thought she was so good in it. So basically it's about this flight attendant played by Kaylee, so she plays Cassie, the flight attendant. Um, And she meets this guy who's a passenger on one of her flights to Bangkok and spends the night with him. It's very kind of, like, glamorous. She's in this amazing gold sequin wrap dress by Jonathan Simpai, which if you watch, when you watch it, because you will, if we end up Mm. doing it. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh my god. The mm. dress like follows her around the series a bit, but she wears it on um, the night in question mm. when she meets this guy and then she wakes up next to him, but he's dead. So oh. it's then like a mystery drama. It's quite dark. Mm. She's then trying to work right. out what happened. Obviously, she doesn't want to get in any trouble for what she may or may not have done. Mm. She doesn't really remember. It's all a bit hazy. Oh, um, girl. She's got she's got her own issues to sort through. So there's like a lot going on and you kind of like mm. follow her personal life and obviously also all this drama that's following her around from yeah. this murder that happens in the first episode. So it's eight episodes. They're about an hour long. It's a bit intense. Well, it's quite intense. Mm. <laughs> but <laughs> there were also bits that kind of make me laugh. I think she just plays his character so well. She is great mm. in it. So I love that, that you said that she wanted to play that character so much because genuinely <laughs> she's, she's really great. Um, I think her acting is really, really good in it. So mm. I would really recommend giving it a go. Well, I can't wait to watch it once mum eventually finds the Sky Go password. <laughs> so I will get on it. Do, because I think you'll like it. Hopefully we will. We will then do a future episode on yeah, it because that dress the dress is really sounds like yeah it sounds like there's going to be some good things for costume in there mm-hmm, 100% speaking of costume <laughs> what we're here for Ooh, that well was exactly nice uh would you like to introduce the theme for the week i would love to <laughs> I'm so she's very excited so the show that we have chosen to talk about this week, if you've not read the title of this episode, <laughs> maybe you haven't, um, is Shit's Creek, which we both loved. Mm. You watched it with mum and dad at home, didn't yeah. you? And I yeah. hestered you guys for like three months to watch it. Mm. I was desperate because I knew that you would love it so much, especially mum. I felt yeah. like she would get really, really into it. Um mm. And I felt like it took me a while to, you know, <laughs> really push you to watch it. But you did, and here we are, chatting. Yeah, we were all very grateful. It was, we were laughing out loud in places, which 
is is actually quite a hard thing to do. I think there are so many things, so many shows which I find funny, mm. but actually I realise I don't actually laugh at them. I think, oh, that's, yeah, so that's pretty humorous, but I don't laugh. This, I actually laughed in places, so... I just think we we had to speak about it. We did. Well, especially because it's had so much buzz around it recently, especially over the past year. I feel like it snowballed with it going on Netflix and then everyone going into lockdown and obviously the show getting loads of awards. There was so much press attention around it. Yeah, absolutely. And rightly so. I thought it was so great. Uh, mm. Yeah. I To be honest, it took me a little while to get into. I would say it probably took me that yeah. first series to really oh, wow. get into the characters mm. yeah like it took me a while but I I enjoyed it but it was sort of like I wasn't hooked or really that invested in the characters yeah. until the end of season one and then I just had this moment when they think that they're leaving in that last episode mm. of season one they think that they're getting out <laughs> oh. of the town and then they aren't they're stuck living in that motel still in Chips Creek and that was when I thought oh my god I get it I love this family mm. this is great <laughs> like it just took me a while to get there you know it was so burned yeah. for me and after that oh my god I was obsessed with it I still am mm. so costume in Chips Creek though yeah I think actually that's another key reason why we chose to talk about this show first mm-hmm. was because the costume is so important in yeah. it even though it's not it's not like sex in the city where you would necessarily think it's really a part of the characters like they don't talk about clothes all the time actually there are no there are a few references yeah but i don't think that being told the premise you would instantly think oh wow there's going to be loads of glamorous clothing no and there is which is partly why i love it so much actually because the costume stands out so much within the environment of the show. Yeah, agreed. And I think that that was conscious. Dan Levy mm. said that um, they really took the costume seriously and in kind of like mm. how it, I mean, obviously costume presents characters a certain way. Yeah. But I think in terms of really for that family, it's such a big part of, Fashion is such a big part of their lives, actually, even though you're right, yeah. they don't reference it all the time explicitly, mm. but it from what they wear, you can tell, and other things that they that they kind of talk about, how important it is for them, and I think that mm. that costume was a conscious decision from... It was. ...production, and the costume designer, who is Deborah Hansen, on this... Mm. Yeah, actually, we should probably say for anyone who's not watched it, who's been <laughs> living under a rock for the past year, um, this show basically started in 2015. And the general premise is it's a family who have fallen from grace. They were incredibly wealthy. There's mum, dad, and then the kids, well, quote-unquote kids, um, David and Alexis, who are, well, they're very spoiled, aren't they? Mm. David, I think he's probably the most likeable from the start, but he's he's got his own issues that he's got to work through, and Alexis is very vain, very selfish, and those two don't get on very well. But they're plonked in this town after, essentially, they lose all their money because the dad's company accidentally 
I think they committed, was it tax fraud? Yeah. I think the bank manager ran off to the Cayman Islands after getting them in a hole of debt, um, of tax, because they hadn't been paying it. But obviously the dad hadn't realised. And apparently years ago, as a joke for his son, he'd bought this town called Shit's Creek because they found the name funny. And then the government, when they were repossessing everything that they owned, thought this town isn't worth anything, so we'll leave them with that. And that's obviously where they end up staying because it's all that they have in the world. A town. Imagine just, oh, I just, I own that <laughs> oh, town. Yeah. That town, that's mine. Yeah, <laughs> that town. Um, and it's it's very small. It's a very small community, slightly run down, maybe you'd say. It's just so different to anything that they're used to, especially as Alexis yeah. is a socialite. They're used to the nicest hotels, the, the most expensive things. clothing. Yeah, exactly. But one thing that I think is really important is they have their they retain their sense of style throughout. They all have yeah. designer clothes from episode one to the final episode. Agreed. So what mm. I guess I was gonna ask, I kind of think you've just answered this question, but is what you thought the common thread was in this mm. for costume. Would you say that that because that for me is how their style is so integral to their characters and like mm. that's who they are. And I yeah. think especially for Moira, like that I don't think that she kind of knows how to detach herself from what she's wearing. That's how mm. she expresses herself. And I know that that was a big thing. Um, for Catherine O'Hara who played the character too Mm. so I'm curious is that are we going with that as a common thread I feel like yeah I would say that is the common thread what I would say about their costume is it contrasts so starkly Mm -hmm. with their environment also one thing that's really clear is that they're a family who are very happy to stand out I think they choose to keep their style retain their style and wear all those clothes because they're very outlandish they've all got individual styles Mm -hmm. but they all have very quality clothes and I think quite unique styles especially when put next to the kind of quote-unquote ordinary townspeople yeah I say that as a townsperson I don't (laughs) want to sound no but yeah I get what you mean they are supposed to be look different and mm. that's because they've had a different life to everyone else in this town. Yeah. And they're learning about, you know, I guess what what the real meaning of life is, as cheesy as that sounds. Mm. Like, they only have each other and this town and you kind yeah. of watch what that then kind of teaches them. But... Mm they still look very different and they hold on to that the whole way through. Yeah. That is who they are. Mm. Um, And, yeah, I think you're right. I think one of the... (laughs) Something that really made me laugh was when they get their first kind of, like, big check um, Mm. from... It it must be when um, the blouse barn is sold... Yeah, and David comes back with this check, and they're what should we do with this money? You know, and they decide to buy a car because they think that's something you know mm. that they can have. I guess it's also 
um, a symbol in general and in in um, TV and film as mm. kind of wealth. You know, you have a car, yeah. you can afford a car, mm. and mobility. Yeah, American dream. So mm. they decide to buy a car, and the kids say to Moira and Johnny, "Well." No one's going to take you seriously buying a second-hand car when you dress like that. Because <laughs> you know Johnny wears his signature suit. And Moira, yeah. Moira's always dressed to the nines in a mm. wigs, looking very glam. So they go to Jacqueline and Roland's house to borrow some clothes. And Johnny <laughs> says to Roland, well, you know, I, I want to look like someone that doesn't have any money or something to that effect. And mm. Roland says, but you don't have any money. And it's so funny because, <laughs> but they know that they still look wealthy mm. and that they've still taken that kind of like pride in their appearance. And this is how we look. And yeah. This is like what we put out to the world because mm. we have money and like, this is who we are kind of thing. Yeah. And it's almost like they forget that that's not who they are anymore. But they mm. still don't want to let go of, like, that obviously makes them feel a certain way. And that's, mm. you know, that's who they've been for all this time. So that's still how they're going to dress. So Johnny ends up wearing a, a cute little Hawaiian shirt to go to the um, car sales, sales place. So love that. Absolutely. I feel that does sum it up because I know that Dan Levy had, who obviously created it, I know that he did say that the costume was designed to be a reminder to audiences of where these people came from. Mm -hmm. But I think within the world of the story, it is a reminder to themselves of where they came from. They are, I think they're stubborn, aren't they? Mm -hmm. I think they're still aspirational. They want to go back to what they had. And I think it's a reminder of that. Yeah. I mean, gradually... I think we do see a bit of personal development. They definitely grow to love the town mm-hmm. and accept their circumstances. But equally, and I think they learn that maybe how they'd been living before, who they were before, wasn't what they wanted to go on to being do, like. Yeah. However, I do think that they still retain the sense of, no, we want better. We want quality and we want to stay ourselves. I think it's a really nice lesson in not losing who you are Mm -hmm. just to blend in with the crowd. Moira definitely embodies that. On the one hand, you've got Moira who just says, this is who I am, I'm proud of who I am, and I am happy to be centre of attention. And then equally, you have Johnny who wants to work to get out of the circumstances. A hundred percent. He pretty much constantly wears a suit. You look at a suit and I guess the well, for me, the first thing I think is like mm. work, like basically an office job. You think like, okay, suit, mm. like professional working, like that. I definitely think that that's what that conveys on screen is like, I'm a yeah. suit, I'm a professional person and I work. And he always takes that seriously, doesn't he? Right from the mm. beginning. Um, or maybe not right from the beginning, but he wants to work and he wants to bring the family that wealth that they had before. And I think yeah. he's quite realistic in certain ways in that he Mm. knows that you have to work to have that which maybe not every family member gets 
right from the beginning. because yeah, he built it up, didn't he? The company. His, his little empire, you know? Mm. And that's what he wants to rebuild. And then I think maybe actually through seeing that, the rest of the family do learn the meaning a bit more. Yeah, I think they learn a work ethic from him, don't they? Mm. Definitely Alexis and David do. David start, starts a shop and, yeah. yeah, spoiler alert, David starts a <laughs> shop. Alexis starts her own kind of freelancing yeah. PR company. And so I do think he sets an example for them. Definitely. What's quite nice is you can also tell things about their individual characters. Yeah. Even though they're all quite outlandish, they are individual from each other in their styles for example i feel like the way that moira and johnny dress Mm. actually quite emblematic of their relationship i think one thing is it really gave me kind of the vibes of kanye and kim at the was it which uh met gala was it 2019 the 2019 met gala where kanye famously wore an all dickies outfit like a monochrome all dickies outfit and kim was in the camp Thierry Mugler and his point was I'm gonna stand in the background let her have her moment shine and I feel like that's what Eugene and Moira do Moira is very outlandish she's got glamorous wigs she's an ex-soap actress so she's got her wigs she wears loads of jewelry she wears very pronounced structures she likes a nipped in waist Mm -hmm. Eugene Eugene Johnny always wears a suit he pretty much and his his outfit doesn't change very much and I think that's how their dynamic works as well in how they behave towards each other Johnny's very much more of a support he will always do whatever it takes to make her happy and often she demands a lot as well but equally there's a lot of love there and they both really respect who the other person is yeah oh definitely I think you're right especially about the whole her coming from that soap opera world where everything is so melodramatic and she definitely assigns a lot of her kind of almost like her self-worth I think is attached to that like that's who she was and people you know Mm. all these soap Sunrise Bay fans that loved her and that's definitely where I think she gets a lot of her love for herself from it's like she did this and that's why I think maybe a lot of her outfits are very much like her being in costume Mm. like when they go to buy the car and Johnny's in his Hawaiian shirt and she like assumes her son (laughs) her Sunrise Bay character again and like has this whole dramatic backstory that she's telling Mm. the car salesman Um, she really lives through her clothes. And what I really loved when I was reading about this is that I think that's sort of similar to Catherine O'Hara in a way too Mm. from playing that character. So like with the wigs, she requested to wear the wigs. That wasn't actually something that had already been decided when she came on Mm. board. She really loved the fact that she could change the wigs depending on her mood. Yeah. Um, Obviously Moira refers to her wigs as kind of like her babies they are such a big part Mm. of who she is and that's like every day she can like wake up and be who she is that day and I really love that about her character that it's obviously always her and she's always sort of very dramatic and but she also has almost Mm. like these 
little personalities that she likes to put herself mm. in depending on her mood and I think that that's really fun and I love that that actress obviously thought that too um and she said depending on like the clothes yeah. that you're wearing you feel differently which is so just you know true of real life um and how you kind of then feed off that as again like how mm. you would I think you'll agree if you're in an outfit that makes you feel really good then you just carry yourself a bit differently that day. And that was really important for her in playing Moira in that she wanted the costume to be mm. Moira. I mean, as I'm sure that, uh, you know, any actor would of their, whoever they're playing, but I feel like it's just yeah. such a big part of oh, the character 100%. because she's an actress as well. So I really love that that. I think that the costume feeds into her character as much as um, kind of like the character being, I don't know how to sort of like explain this, but... She acts very outlandishly, doesn't she? Yeah, and I think that the costume's a big part of that. Yeah, I mean, apparently it was actually based on the socialite and fashion designer Daphne Guinness. Apparently that's who yeah. Catherine O'Hara chose. Inspiration. Yeah, she's also an inspiration for Lady Gaga. Or apparently she was back in Lady Gaga's more outlandish days. Which you can so see, can't you? Yeah. Because she loves a big statement piece, doesn't anything. she? Anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean anything. Statement anything. Anything. Um, and I think, I, I think that's really nice. Yeah, totally. And I love as well that it's very, like, well, have you noticed that they pretty much all wear black and white? Yeah, I did notice that, to be fair. Apart from Alexis, who is quite neutral, she's very faux bohemian. Yeah. But she's very kind of Coachella 2012, essentially. (laughs) Um, With her phone charms. Yeah. Can I just say? I was obsessive and I feel like that's maybe why phone charms have made a comeback. Oh. I hope so. Um Alexis loved a phone charm. Yes. Yeah. Alexis wears a lot of like Isabel Moron and yeah. Celine and Chloe and mm. and yeah, it's but it's a lot softer, isn't it, to Moira's yeah. kind of like McQueen Balenciaga looks. Mm. But they all sort of look like a family still and I wonder if that's kind of that neutral palette that ties them all together. Yeah. So they very much have their individual style, like you were saying, and it complements each other. Mm. But they still look as one, like the roses, which is hard to do. That's very hard to do, to be fair. But it works. It really works. Yeah, I think they did really well in costume design. Agreed. I I loved it Mm. all. So, if you did have to pick one favourite outfit from any of the characters throughout all of the series, what would you go with? So, this is a really hard question because <laughs> there are so many great outfits, obviously. And I do really love a lot of... I love a lot... I mean, I love what they all wear. I, I mean, yeah. Let's not go down that road. Let's just pick one because it's will be here forever. But the one that I think is just most memorable from, like, kind of, you know, taking away, having not watched it for a while, the thing that comes to my head <laughs> is um, Moira's outfit at David's 
wedding. Oh lord. When she's when <laughs> she officiates when she officiates the wedding because it's very um so apparently Catherine O'Hara said to the designer, why don't we kind of make her dress like a pope? Mm. And that basically is what she looks like. She wears this floor well, it's not quite floor length actually, because you can see those gold Tom Ford boots peeping out oh, from under that robe. But this long white robe with sort of like bits of gold adorned on it in a very mm. kind of um yeah just I don't I actually can't even think of the words because it's just I'm looking at a picture of it now and like wow it just is insane her hair is literally like down to her knees Mm -hmm. she wears this incredible wavy blonde wig that's just super super long and then this massive headpiece oh god and gold gloves that match the boots I mean it's all those small details from mm. her that like always pull um I think her costumes together like it's yeah. just just when you think it's not gonna be you know it can't surprise you anymore she walks in and this is obviously David and Patrick's big day but Moira stands out. Yeah. She still has to stand out. And I think that just sort of is what a lot of her character has been the whole way through the show is just about her kind of, you know, always wanting to be Moira Rose. Mm. She just is unapologetically herself. Yeah. That's who she wants to be. And that's how she is dressing. And no one can tell her differently, even Mm. though it's her son's wedding. Like, (laughs) she doesn't care. And... Yeah, I just think it's so... It was just an amazing, amazing costume for her to end on because it's mm. so... Sort of, like, surprising and also not because it's Moira Rose, so what can you be surprised by, do you know? Yeah. I mean, I was surprised because <laughs> it was so hideous that I was just like... I mean, she looked like some kind of... God, I don't even know, some kind of just otherworldly figure. I didn't yeah. see it as a soft look. Oh, it wasn't. No. <laughs> yeah. I think Dan said he imagined the long hair because he wanted her to kind of look like she was in some Botticelli painting. Yeah. And I think maybe that's supposed to convey that Moira thinks of herself as some kind of beautiful, almost ethereal, romantic figure. Yeah. Because she's officiating the wedding. She loves performing. She is going to be centre of attention. And she's finally getting the ultimate role because a wedding is such a big thing. Mm -hmm. And she is she's leading it. She's she's the main speaker. And she wants she always wants to be a character, you know, like you see her sort of struggling to come to terms with her career changing, you know, like when she does the crows have eyes and it's mm. not quite the blockbuster that she thinks it's going to be. Like, <laughs> Bless her. she still sees herself as that starring role in everything mm. that she does. And this is her doing that again, which I just think is, yeah, is just so typically yeah. more like, I think that she is like, if this is the part I'm playing, I'm mm. going all the way with it. Like, <laughs> I'm taking it very seriously and this is how... I need to dress. Yeah. And yeah. 
she couldn't just have worn a dress, could she? No. She didn't want to be just the mother of the bride, did she? <laughs> oh, no. No. She had Absolutely to be not. the Pope as well. <laughs> Which just some sort of... Yeah, I think that was a good choice because it was, or is, such a big costume. I think that is one of the most memorable ones. And also, it's, I yeah. have also chosen an outfit from the finale for my favourite. Ooh, which one? It is Alexis's bridal gown oh, at David's yes, wedding. we stalked online, didn't yes. we? <laughs> I, because I just loved it. I think, obviously, Alexis shouldn't be wearing a bridal gown. It's not her wedding. It's her brother's wedding. And also, David has picked her to walk him down the aisle. And so he's like, he sees what she's wearing, and he's like, oh, my God, we are going to look like we're getting married. I think I just kind of said that in the the actual tone he does. Um, He's like, we're going to look like we're the bride and groom. And she was like, oh, my God, David. (laughs) she's ooh, david (laughs) actually at first she's like oh my god like i didn't realize and obviously the costume department well so alexis is wearing this amazing michael lasordo gown the alexandra gown i believe which i fell in love with first time i saw it it goes for over a grand on netaporte if anyone's feeling spendy this week and is in the market for a bridal gown um there is actually a really good dupe a little tip for everyone which is by asos edition it's the page satin plunge wedding dress with crossback which is only 95 quid which i think is quite a steal and it's quite a good dupe hot intel yeah i know you heard it here first folks And I really love it because it is so Alexis from the Mm. unintentional attention-seeking nature of its status as a bridal gown at her brother's wedding to the bohemian-style loose silhouette, which just suits Annie's figure so well. Yeah, so it's still her. Mm. It is. Um, Also, I think it does evidence some character development. It definitely retains a sense of who she is, like all the costume across the series but equally then there is a hint of personal progress I think some development Mm. because what I noticed was in the family portrait of them in the first episode which stands behind them while they're basically being told that they've become destitute she actually wears a floor-length white gown which is very similar but the main difference is that she's also wearing a bejeweled headdress. So she looks very mm. regal. And I think here she has loose Hollywood curls over one shoulder. So it's very mm. glam, but it's actually slightly undone. It's it's a little bit more casual. A bit more grown up. Well, exactly. Because I think she does say, oh, well, the dress originally came with a headdress, but I thought it would be too much. And obviously it's a gag because it's, you know, a bridal veil. And everyone's like, how did you not realise? Yeah. How did you not realise it was a bridal gown? Um, But I think this just proves that she's had some development. She's still got a sense Mm. of pride and self-worth, but she's a bit more stripped back, less pretentious. She's not a princess. And she maybe is okay being centre of attention. She does it by accident, but it's not intentional, which I think is quite key here. But then my favourite thing about it is the fact 
that it is so bridal because I think I know it's played for laughs but I think it does signal her love and her commitment to David which has grown since the start of the show because they were really catty to each other to start with they didn't get on and as much as he's like what the hell are you wearing like you're gonna take the attention away from me she actually says before they walk down the aisle she says she wore the dress to make him proud I know. So I think even... <laughs> yes. he's like, oh my God, it's going to look like we're getting married. <laughs> but I think subconsciously, that just means that it's, it's her subconscious love letter to David, yeah. um, which is just really nice because obviously before they moved to Shits Creek, Alec- Alexis gallivanted across the world she was getting into dangerous positions she didn't care and david was constantly worrying and i think this is a sign that she's accepted the importance of their relationship and that it's a two-way street and that there is some responsibility that comes with a very close loving relationship definitely oh i love that because i had not read it like that like she's committing to him Mm. it's not something that really that really, yeah, struck me when I was watching it. Now you've said mm. it, I'm like, oh my god, that's so obvious, <laughs> isn't it? But, but yeah, she's committing to him. It's not just mm. about David and Patrick's union, but mm. it's the finale episode. It's about where each family member is committing after this journey that they've been on. And yeah, you're so right, Alexis and David. It's taken them a while to get to this point, but I think that they've learned so much about each other and about. Mm you know, that's the only other person in their life that's going to get all the shit that they've been through, this, like, crazy journey that they've been on and, uh, like, everything with their parents and stuff. Like, that's Mm. the person that, like, that's their person that that they've always had and they took them Mm. a while to get there, but, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, David's wedding signals the family's acceptance of the town in a way because he's Mm. putting down those roots there because that's where his husband Patrick is from and that's where they're gonna stay obviously in the finale spoilers everyone everyone who doesn't want to know this (laughs) switch off Alexis gets an opportunity in New York the parents have got an opportunity I think Moira's filming so they're gonna go off and yet David's staying and I think it's really nice that Alexis shows this commitment to him at this stage especially because she's very much Mm. a part of the wedding she looks a part of the wedding in this dress I think it inserts her in the wedding and then shows that she's kind of making a commitment to the idea of community she's making a commitment to the town so while she's still glamorous and she's excited to get back to the fast-paced world of New York she's accepted her responsibilities to David like I said before and the idea that she is a part of something bigger she's not the only person mm. in the Definitely. world she's you know she is more selfless and i think especially because she did used to go off all the time yeah this shows that now when they're going to be separated again things are going to be different between them oh so cute yeah. isn't it what so... a nice note to end on yeah <laughs> oh we love the character development we do <laughs> oh well i feel like i could talk about shit's creek all day to be honest but we've got to end it somewhere you know we do that is true (laughs) um but we'll be back yeah so see you next week another episode with Mm -hmm. a new focus yep um but thank you so much for listening 
Don't forget to subscribe, tell us what you think, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Costume Party Podcast and on Twitter at Costume Party Pod. Yeah, so we'll see you next week. Yeah. And we hope you enjoyed. Thanks, everyone.